Welcome to our message from May the 14th, 2023. The scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. Jesus is the speaker here, and he says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Let us pray. Almighty God, teach us to love as Christ Jesus loved, that we might be in you as you are in your Son, that we all might be united in perfect love, and that perfect love might transform our community. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's the Jesus a lot of us grew up with, the divine rule maker, We imagined God making lists of rules about every minute behavior and then scrutinizing our every action, making tally marks for every fault. I grew up with a God that was always looking over my shoulder, and it was terrifying. You know, a God who was making note of every white lie, of every cuss word or every inappropriate scene that I saw on a TV show. A God who was counting the peanuts that I stole when I went with my mom to the farmer's market. That was a God to be feared. A God that was just about to toss you into hell fire if your tally marks got just a little too high. And it's not just me. Judaism and Christianity both have expended enormous amounts of energy trying to figure out exactly how to stay within the invisible lines that God has drawn. Last week in Sunday school, many of us discussed the Sabbath laws. In ancient and in more recent times, people have obsessed with what it means to keep the Sabbath holy. There are ancient laws. There's a Sabbath day's journey. You were only allowed to take so many steps on the Sabbath before it became work. If you were writing, uh, there were rules about how many letters that you could write before it became work. And if you made a mistake, There were even rules about how many letters you could erase before it became work. And then, of course, there are the laws that Jesus broke, uh, that you were not allowed to heal on the Sabbath. You were limited in being able to, to help your sister or brother on the Sabbath. You couldn't pick up your cot that you were lying on and carry it across the room. That would be working. In more recent times, uh, there are Sabbath elevators in Israel. When we were recently over there, the the Shabbat elevator is one that on the Sabbath stops all day long on every floor so that no one has to push a button to ride the elevator because pushing a button might be work that violates the Sabbath. And many of us grew up with blue laws, laws about what could and could not be done on a Sunday, 
so that we honored God. Uh, just rule after rule after rule. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. We had to prove our love for Jesus by keeping those commandments. And quite frankly, we also wanted to stay out of trouble, especially if that trouble looked like hellfire. If we base our religion on that one verse, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, then it actually makes sense to obsess over rules. But is Jesus really that concerned with rules? He had no problem breaking them whenever they got in the way of relationships. He healed on the Sabbath. He ate with the quote-unquote wrong people. And he routinely led the disciples out of Israel into unclean territory to talk with unclean people. So is it rules or relationship, Jesus? Help us make sense of it. Jesus says to keep his commandments, but then he doesn't hesitate to break them for the sake of relationship. Which is more important? To answer that question, we should make sure that we're discussing the right rules. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But which ones? Which commandments? The Ten Commandments about loving God and not taking the Lord's name in vain and honoring our parents and not murdering and not stealing? Are those the ones, the Sabbath rules? Are they the long list of Levitical rules that we find in the book of Leviticus? Are the rabbinical rules that rabbis invented over the centuries? Which rules is it that we're supposed to honor? In the next chapter, Jesus explicitly reveals his commandment. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. John 15, 12. Jesus' commandments are not a long list of tedious rules about what we can and can't do on the Sabbath. His commandment is love. When we wonder what the correct thing to do in any situation is, the answer is love. Period. To be honest, love is a challenging enough response by itself. Loving like Jesus is incredibly demanding. The word that John uses throughout this passage for love is the Greek word agape, and it means unconditional love, a love that goes on no matter what happens. Paul describes the same word like this in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant. Or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. If we love Jesus, then we treat people that way. Now, you see how demanding that is, that, that, we're, that we wouldn't be rude, that we wouldn't insist on our own way, that we don't keep an account of wrongs done to us. How many of us, when we're in a relationship of any kind, when someone does something wrong to us, we store it away in a treasure chest, ready to pull out the next time that we're in an argument. We remind them of how they hurt us, but that's not godly love. It's tough to love people that way. In fact, there's just one problem with it, really. We can't love like Jesus. 
It's not in us. We have a hard enough time treating friends and family like that. How can Jesus expect me to love the obnoxious people of the world? Well, truth is, he doesn't. At least not on our own. Notice that immediately after calling us to keep his commandments, he promises help. Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will live in us and enable us to do what we can't do for ourselves. Love doesn't rely on my strength, on my willpower. It's the Jesus in me that loves others. It's God's work in my life. We just allow it. We have to trust that God will care for us even as we care for others. We surrender to the Holy Spirit's control of our lives so that God loves through us. It is this love that unites Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I am in my Father, and my Father is in me. The essence of relationship in the Trinity is love. In this passage, Jesus invites us into that relationship. When we love others as Jesus loves us, our lives blend with the Trinity. When we learn to love like Jesus loves, then we participate with God in the Trinity. In that moment, we will answer Jesus' prayer that we may all be one. Now, I'll be honest. I wanted there to be more. When I first dug into John Wesley's sermons as a young Methodist pastor, I really expected to, to unlock complicated theological truths that would lead me into a life of holiness. I wanted to know what the secrets were. I was disappointed. John Wesley just kept talking about love of God and love of neighbor. The same old boring truths that everybody knows that's read any of Scripture. It took me too long to realize that love is the great message of Scripture because God is love. Today, God invites you into divine relationship with the Trinity. The path to God's presence is to love like God loves. May God fill us today with the Holy Spirit that we might love the world even as Christ loves the world. May we commit ourselves to the way of love. Amen.